When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in, guys. Plug ears. Welcome in. It's Nick Wilson, Brandon Farmer, and Clint Thompson. Episode e- episode two of Talk or Go Home, season three. What's happening, guys? How are you? What's up? Doing well. Doing well on this fine, Mon- warm, frigid, not frigid, cool weather, wintertime. Monday? Random Monday before Christmas. Absolutely. Brandon, what you been up to, man? What, what you got uh, going on? No, I'm just What's been happening? Ready. Uh, watching a lot of uh, basketball, I guess. So that's been my the I Billikens, sleep, man. I sleep, eat basketball. Can you do that? What about the Billikens? You can sleep within the basketball and eat a basketball. Hey, I'm, I'm just going to answer, answer my question. I'm not answering your question. <laughs> so Did they lose? I thought they were undefeated. I thought they were ten and zero. Did they lose for real? No, I, I'm asking you. Oh, I, <laughs> I, don't I, I, I don't know. I don't know if they lost or not. They're your team, man, and you're not I even know. keeping up with them? Okay, let's let's look up St. Louis Billikens. So somewhere or another, we have lied to the audience. Either we know that they're undefeated or Brandon actually doesn't eat No, yes, they lost. They lost. They're, sure. well, they're not 10-0. Well, and 0. Well, They're 6-2. and 2. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they were, It was 5-0. Yeah, that's well, okay. You were tweet, uh, sending it out, the text message, it was 5-0. and 0. They, uh, they lost to Minnesota 90-82. Nick Wilson kissed the death right there, boys and girls. Exactly. Don't let him talk about anything before God. he figures it out. It was only 42-40 to 40 at the half. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Well, yeah, look up the St. Louis Billikens. What a mascot, guys. What a mascot. <laughs> it looks like something from a Batman cartoon. That's exactly what it looks like. Or like a high fantasy, like uh, Smurfs, like a yeah. Smurfs character. Smurf? He looks like uh, Beast Boy from the Teen Titans is what he looks like. I don't watch don't, Teen don't Titans. Don't be hating. Because, let me tell you what. The Billiken fans are very similar to Auburn fans. And you're both. You're both, and, and there's Clint. Clint's not an Auburn fan. I'm eye-rolling. Yeah. So, Big old they eye had roll. this prestigious... Um, error about them. I, I don't do know they? What it is. Do I, they though? I, when you go to a game, cause, I mean, I'm the only one who's ever been. So I, <laughs> ever, I you're the only one ever out of, in this, group. Of, oh, out of this out group. of this. Whatever. Okay. We went to yeah. a UAB game with your parents. They played. Cincinnati was one of them, but when when, when we all went, with they my played. Parents. Yeah, I went with your dad. It's me, you. Mickey, your brother, Mickey. Oh, hey, there talking, it is. Oh, okay, you're talking about a long time ago. Oh yeah, we were. High school? High school? Mm. Yeah. Was I born? Yeah, because no, that's that's whenever it was. No, that's whenever it was kind of no. big with I wasn't uh, born? Mike I, Davis. I we didn't graduate, though. So this was pre-1995? No, it was past that. Yeah. Oh, okay, so I was born. It was, this was mid, mid-2000s. Stop referencing our age by referencing <laughs> your age. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway. Bartow. Bartow. Arena. You know, so, so where are we going with this? Who, I we're honestly talking don't basketball. Know. Oh, okay. I, I okay. Don't know. Yeah, what was the point of that, Clint? I don't know. I, I almost <laughs> thought it was St. Louis at one point, but I might be uh, completely wrong on that. Maybe maybe UAB played St. Louis at some point. Yeah, we went and to, maybe I remember that. I went we went and watched and the Billikens came down to play Auburn 
two years ago? Yeah. Maybe Around three. this time? Maybe three. Uh, yeah. It was when they played at Birmingham. Yeah, in Birmingham. Yeah, at the BJC. It was the biggest crossover the universe has ever seen. Yep. For Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you hating? He didn't, he didn't <laughs> know who to root for, man. He's like, who do I cheer I wore, for? I did wore two. Uh, yeah, I wore both shirts that night. Auburn being my first one, mm-hmm. and Billikens being the second. So, well, there you go. You know, I can't, I can't get by without mentioning this. I, I went to an Auburn game in two thousand. What was a crazy year? Two thousand seven, I believe it was, with Casey, yeah, our, our mutual friend Casey. Mm-hmm. That should be a book, by the way. Our mutual friend Casey. Um, <laughs> he invited me to an Auburn game, and it was whenever Auburn played South Florida, and. Needs to say they went on to, to not win that game. Are we talking football? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Switch hats on you. I'm sorry. Anyway, I showed up with with Casey, and I I I did my due diligence. I went out and bought an orange shirt, not a an Auburn not shirt. an Auburn shirt, just but orange. an orange shirt. I was going to kind of blend in, but I wore my Alabama hat. I was like, I'm going to wear this Alabama hat in here to a non-Alabama Auburn game. You might as well just wear an Alabama shirt. I might as well have because I I got some I got some comments from behind me saying that the that, that red hat didn't match that orange shirt. And then I had this nice little lady say some things that weren't really <laughs> She she looked at me and said, Are you an Alabama fan? I said, Yes, ma'am. I said, But I like Auburn, you know, I'll I'll pull for them when they're not playing Alabama. I said, I want them to be good. I said it makes the state look good. I said it makes makes the conference look good. And she just looked at me and says well, you're a better person than I am because I hate them SOBs. I was like, oh, my gosh. I mean, this lady was probably in her late 70s, early. I mean, like somebody's meemaw. Somebody's meemaw just looked at me and says, I, I don't like them. I don't like Alabama. Yeah. Have you all yeah. seen that video of Stephen? I think it's Stephen Fry. He's a British comedian, and he had a show on the BBC where he went and toured America. I'm going to stop you there. I have not seen this because it's on BBC. <laughs> well, it, it came on BBC America, too, at one well, point. I, but this okay. was several years ago, back when Tommy Tuberville was the head coach. He came to the Iron Bowl at Auburn. Oh. And he's looking at it through the eyes of a British... Yes, yeah, not football. ...of a British comedian. He's also one of those old, like, sophisticated British folk, you know, where he... He wears a silk robe and with an ascot and drinks yeah, scotch yeah, yeah. and a cigar. And so he's aristocrat he, kind of yeah, person. Yeah, sort of, but yeah, and 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 he's looking at it through this lens of like, wow, this is because he's trying to analyze and dissect America. Right. Uh, Good luck. And, yeah. And, <laughs> and 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 I'll send y'all that video. It's the greatest YouTube video because his perspective on it, especially when the right when the flyover happens, yeah, is it's just so unique when you really think about it. Uh, it's 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 pretty cool. It's pretty interesting. But, yeah, anyway. We've talked a lot about Auburn. Or sports in general. Sports yes. in general, yeah. That was not our intent. But, hey. Actually, it wasn't. We actually went into this episode saying, hey, guys, we are probably pull back on the sports. Yeah, reference. we did. <laughs> and, hey, hey we guess what? right out into it. When this episode airs, we will know, I at least hope that we know, who the head football coach is at Auburn. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Right now we don't know. No. But so well, well currently right now, uh has Crystal Ball completely said no? Crystal Ball's out. Tony Elliott is out. Tony Bill, Elliott, is he the workout guy? Tony Elliott. <laughs> Tony Elliott. <laughs> Who is Tony Elliott? I, I, it's Tony that's his name, right? Tony Elliott, the offensive coordinator at uh Clemson. 
Oh, it may uh, be. Yeah, you're right. It, right. He pulled Who's out. Who's the right? workout guy? The, he's got the long hair. Richard Simmons. No, 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 no. It's Tony something. I'm gonna find. I'm gonna find out for the end of this. Speaking episode. of speaking of videos and Richard Simmons, y'all got to watch that video where Richard Simmons was sent down to New Orleans for Mardi Gras. No, 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 no. He was sent down to Mardi Gras by Ellen years ago to cover Mardi Gras, and he's in the middle of this Mardi Gras parade, <laughs> and people are throwing beads at him, and he's like. He's on air with Ellen, and they're just chunking these beads at him, and he's getting hit in the face. It's hilarious. That's it's great. Okay. He's, he's, he's a... He's out there. He's a he's a sight. Kind. Yeah. He's yeah. a sight. Is, he's, he, is, he still, is he still alive? alive? I don't know. Yeah, he's alive. Is he? Yeah, he How went and like... He like disappeared for a little while. Yeah, that, that's the last I remember. Nobody, he was... Kind of like Casey Kasem. He, Didn't Casey Kasem disappear for a little while, then came back then he no i think away. he died no i mean i mean <laughs> like like not disappeared like <laughs> yeah, that he, he, talking about he like disappeared for a while like, no, no where they, he, was. What is, he, he, he passed died. away and they never got they kept trying to decide what to do with his body casey Kasem? yes are you serious yes well they did the same thing with james brown when he passed away no way yeah really? they, yeah they they kept him they basically walked disney james brown for a while casey Kasem. Well, he anyway. had a lot of work done. Uh, well, <laughs> he died in was 2014. Was it Casey Kasem, yeah. the guy with Howard the Duck? Or not Howard the Duck, but the Duck song? Disco Duck. That's it. I don't know what you're Didn't talking about. Didn't he do Disco Duck? I don't know. I'll listen. You can listen to reruns of American Top 40 with Casey Kasem. Yeah. And I listen to those all the time. I love Casey Kasem. Hmm. Disco Duck. That's my recommendation. That's my early recommendation for anybody listening. Pre-recommendation recommendation. Yeah. Because he does it like in the Donald Duck voice. He he sings his parts in the Donald Duck voice. It's hilarious. If it's Casey Kasem. But it's still hilarious. Man, y'all, I did something to my shoulder. It's yeah. giving me like... I see you grimacing over there. Some just, aches and some yeah, pains. Welcome, buddy. Welcome, buddy. You getting there. I'm 25. <laughs> like, I'm not 45. There's a di- Y'all aren't 45. I'm not 45, you but you have gray hair. <laughs> snow top. Doing, I, I am going to sign. I didn't say it. Snow top my, clamp. Uh, you know what causes that, right? Yeah, stress. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. No, it's a lack of some sort of pigment after you turn a certain age, and then it's hereditary. So yeah, yeah. you got it. When did you start going gray? Like twelve. When you were twelve? Yeah. As you were going through puberty. Yeah, pretty much. That's great. When did you start going gray, Brandon? Alrighty, I have it. <laughs> You've got you don't uh, you, you're, you yeah. still have a lot of black hair. Yeah, but looking at your dad now, yeah, you're gonna be all white by the time you reach sixty five. Probably. Yeah. With uh, yeah. You're what twenty three? You you got gray in your beard? Mm-hmm. How old are you? Twenty three. Yeah, I'll take it. Thirty three. Yeah. Thirty four. How old am I, Nick? Thirty two. You're just trying to be nice now. How old am I, Nick? Thirty four. Nope. 35. No. 35. No. 36. 36. Got it. So yeah. First, first time's the charm. <laughs> so Brandon would be how old? 36. There you go. Yeah. At least he knows that much. Yeah. You're, y'all are both four years away from 40. Yeah, no, that's crazy. Oh, what does it say that I'm Dude, friends with some three 36 year olds? Wow. It's three and a half. So three and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Look, uh, I'm almost 26. Uh, let's talk about some poor okay. people thing. Brandon's, Brandon's like, let's move on to what we're actually talking about. So. Look, y'all. At 26, I had a mortgage, two car payments, and a kid. At 25, <laughs> I have 
None of those things. <laughs> I don't have a mortgage. I don't have a kid. What else did you say? <laughs> a car payment. I don't have a car payment. My car is paid off. Well, that is pretty it. good, though. What? I said that is pretty good. What, what about no, you? No, I mean, 20- you set yourself up. That's really great. What about you at 26? Me at 26? Yeah. What did you have going yeah. on? Uh, you had two kids. Yeah, I had two kids. Two kids? Yeah, m- definitely a mortgage. Yeah. And definitely. at least at least two cars. I don't know if I had a car payment at the time well, or, 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 yeah, was okay. pretty, or had one on the way coming. So, yeah. But yeah. That's, um, yeah, I'm just going to tell you, buddy, when you, once you turn about 28, all your years just start running together. I feel like I'm still 28. They're, they're sort of, they're sort of doing that now. I still feel like I'm 18. Yeah. Like I, I still am like, wow, they let me come in here and teach kids. I'm in charge of kids. I'm in charge <laughs> of kids. I, I get to coach. I'm, I get to like have keys to doors and stuff. I, I'm still a little shocked by that. But yeah, my anyway. thing was, hey, look, I had a kid and he's not dead yet. <laughs> that's successful. Yeah, honestly, in my book. Yeah, that's. And Brandon's got and four. The more you have, yeah. so the more your uh, chances go up. What? What'd you say? Or your chances for success go up as well? Because if one, I, I'm not going to go that on the road. Yeah. Anyway, on the on the deal, on the deal. All right. So, so the real reason Nick, why we're here today. Nick Wilson. I'm here. Talk Clinton politics. Uh, well, we scratched that one. <laughs> yeah, so. we scratched that one real quick. Um, what kind of things do you pick up on easily? Okay. I've been thinking about this. Like, definitely anything that has to do with exactly what we're doing right now. Okay. Anything that has to do with the entertainment industry. Media. And not the adult entertainment industry, but just general entertainment. I pick up on really quickly. Clint, stop mm-hmm. smiling. <laughs> what? You're, I, I said nothing. You smiled. I said nothing. So they can't see you, but Brandon and I can. I said nothing. I, I pick up on, and then too, like organizational stuff, like how to manage a deal or how to yeah. set something up. I, I pick up on a lot. When it comes to physical, like... Like basketball, yeah, that's something I got to work at. <laughs> right, right. I feel like you're the complete opposite. Me? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. You, you, do you feel like you pick up on more stuff easier as you get older, or, or has it always been that way for you? I feel like I feel like I pick up on things. I do fairly I, easily. I, I, I feel like I pick up on th- stuff easier. As I get older, yeah, because you get wiser, you get. Well, it's just well, you don't think about just doing this thing. You think about well, because you're not young and and you're not young and dumb no more. So yeah, yeah, um, that's 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 very true. So you uh, to an extent, yeah. I mean, still young at heart. It's not the dumb part; it's been taken out. So, well, it's like I definitely feel more capable now. For for instance, right now I'm learning how to do motion graphics and After Effects. If I had done this 10 years ago when I was 15 or 16 as I was just getting into video in general, it would have been a much longer process. But but, but it's because I've learned so much in between then and sure. now, you know. But on the flip side of that, had you learned it when you were 5, yeah. You know, it might have been a lot easier. Yeah, you're I mean, you're right. I mean, you know, our parents didn't grow up with computers. They always relied on us to do anything for them on the yeah. computer. I mean, now, heck, our kids are 
raised on a computer just about. I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, there's some bad stuff out there, but pretty much. Yeah. I mean, you see two- and three-year-olds with smartphones now sitting there just going away at Candy Crush or whatever it is they're playing. How about people? Do we pick up on people a little bit easier than we That's, than we have in the past? I, I, I feel like I'm very – first off, I feel like I'm very I observant. Yeah. Observant, yes. I don't know if necessarily I pick up on people, but I do, I do wait. I'm not so quick to jump in. Right. So quick. See, that's my fault. That's one of my biggest faults. Is I'm I automatic. It's it's almost like innocent until proven guilty. Right. That's my approach to people. Right. Whereas I feel like in today's world, it should be one of those deals where you're guilty until you prove me otherwise. You you know yeah. you you I automatically trust. You seem them. like a you seem like a good guy, but I'm gonna wait. So you've done that with both me and Clint. Yeah, and it it worked out. <laughs> So far now, now Clint and I, Clint and I went on an adventure uh, a while back oh, with some folks, and Clint and I both came out of that adventure, but Clint came out of it with a a. He no longer really trusts the people that that we had to work with, and there were there were some and other people I think that I know, you know. I know who you definitely talking about. So. There were some other people that that you know that worked with us too it was a it was a big group effort and uh yeah and and that that allowed me sort of into clint's brain because he looked at the situation completely differently than i did yeah and and it allowed me to sort of see how he analyzes and breaks somebody down and observes them and that was that was interesting it's like okay i'll do that yeah, we all yeah. have to, right? It's a right. social. It's a it's a social. It's a way to navigate society. But using that as an example, you know, I was like, eh, let me wait, let me wait, let me wait. Yeah, I'm, I'm a waiter. I'll, Are you I'll, still waiting on? I'm still waiting. So you haven't made a decision then. You're just still I'm waiting. pretty sure I've made a decision. I'm going to say that I'm still waiting. Oh, you're just going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Sure. Okay. For now. Yeah. Yeah. Him well, Kevin her. Moore, Him we're talking her. about you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, sorry, Kevin. He's he's gonna hate us when he Poor hears. Kevin. No, Kevin already hates me. Yeah, <laughs> I fired Kevin. Everybody, I'm gonna go ahead and admit it. I fired him. Don't don't do that. It's gonna cause more turmoil here. He did not fire you, Kevin. I didn't fire anybody. Mickey did. <laughs> so that's two. <laughs> no, no, no. Nobody fired anybody. Nobody fired anybody. Nobody has been fired. If anything, I fired myself. Hey, I did have to. I did point out earlier that uh, the mantle of biggest talker go home fan is now up for grabs for somebody. Now that I'm on the show, so I can't be the biggest fan if I'm on the show anymore. It's got to go to Alex or Mickey, right? Uh, you figure out who talks about it I the would most. Think. Alex, Alex always talked to me about the podcast yeah, the I would most, say Alex and then it was your dad after yeah. that. So Alex talked to y'all about y'all's podcast, but he doesn't talk to me about my podcast. Thanks, I, Alex. I, well, we don't know if he talks to you about it because we don't know when he talks to you. Well, the, does Alex ever talk up, to you? Zero. Um, if it's about a belt on my Kubota lawnmower, I'm about yes. To say, yeah, it's about a lawnmower. <laughs> I definitely. feel like Clint was in Fouts maybe six <laughs> to seven times. Yeah. Once every two weeks. Once every two weeks is yeah. about on average this past year. Which I told Alex is way too much. <laughs> it, well, he yeah. understands that. It's 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 just one of those things. It's not a big deal. Alex, thank you for all your help. I love you. Appreciate you. Ask See, more this about is the an example podcast. of somebody hedging to preserve one's relationship with somebody else. 
Clint is hedging to preserve his relationship with Alex yeah. so that he can continue to get those belts at no, cost. No, for the past four days. <laughs> no. For the past four days, Hammond's Fan Retro Review have had zero downloads, and that's killing me right now. That's for the past four drought. days? Yeah. Zero downloads. People listen to it when y'all don't post stuff? Yeah. Wow. Quite regularly, actually. Really? Yeah. I know you said you had somebody from like Sweden download the podcast at yeah, one point. Yeah, I've, I've had them Sweden. all over the place. Sweden? Um, Finland? Maybe. China. <laughs> Pakistan. Yeah, definitely. Pa- yeah, sorry. I'm I'm not going to. That would be considered <laughs> racist. I'm not going to say it like that. I'm sorry. I'm not racist. No, but we, this episode has gone we've so downhill. Yeah, we, we've had them. If you say it a certain everywhere. way, you're racist. Well, I mean, you're. It can be taken that way. Yeah, no. stereotype. Yeah, right. Stereotype. Stereotype. Bad I mean, stereotype. Bad stereotype. Bad stereotype. All right, I, we won't go into that. Yeah, let's not. So, things that I pick up easily on. Uh, <laughs> back on topic here. Um, I got one. Oh, go for it. Accents. <laughs> 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 I do though. I do. You, can I do a Pakistani accent? <laughs> As a description, yes, go for it, because it's killing you not to uh, yeah. do one right now. Okay, I can say Pakistan, yeah, and that's all I can do. That wasn't even really that good, but no, like my European accents, like I have, I do a really good like English arist- arist- aristocratic sort of, uh-huh. you know, like the Queen, right, right, Prince right. Philip, aristocratic. Well, you just can't say it without doing one. Aristocrat, aristocratic English. Yeah, you do. Yeah. So, so there's a, but I can't do like a. There's an English establishment too. Well, no, the other one's kind of Irish. Um, there's an English establishment local, just the next town over. Uh, that really, yeah. Um, well, um, Union Jack. Oh, in Rainbow City. Yeah, yeah. we almost ate there that one time. <laughs> we did. no, sorry, I'm thinking of different people. <laughs> Jeez, thanks, Nick. <laughs> no, it was the, me and one Shay. of the owners is is legit um, English. English, yeah, and uh, he's he's very. English. <laughs> He's very English. Yeah, he. You can really tell. Like he has a very distinguished English accent. Do you know like where he's from? No idea. I've not talked to him like that. Oh, okay. But like you know, and uh, Australian Aussie, Australia. Yeah. You know what I have to say to get into my Australian accent? Shrimp and the Bobby Foster's Australian for beer. That's what I have to say. I've always heard that's not a real Australian accent. It's like overly marketed. Well, yeah. I mean, the Outback Steakhouse guy. Outback Steakhouse. (laughs) Just no rules, just right. (laughs) That sounded like... The, uh, like a like a almost English. Hey, shut up. Leave me alone. I'm not... Do you you have a Scottish accent? No. It's going to sound like Robin Williams from from Aladdin. (laughs) From Aladdin. Oh, God. The genie. Yeah. Here, laddie. Here, laddie. What about you? Uh, no. No. <laughs> no accents? Uh, no no Red accents? Nick. Redneck? Yeah. Well, that's accent, that's right? sort of like intertwined with you, right? Would it be? So, so, speaking of Australian, I saw a guy video the other day hey, where how, he was... We are all over before the you place. Take off, <laughs> how often do we, when we talk ourselves, Yeah. we sound normal? We do, to each other. <laughs> Oh, to each other. I had a guy from. Well, not just that. Myself, I feel like I'm talking proper sometimes in a way, but to somebody foreign from here, we sound like a hillbilly from the backwoods of uh, Yeehaw, Rotide, Kentucky, or something. Um, I 
went on a trip for work one time to Pennsylvania, and the guy literally stopped the meeting and said, where are you from? Yeah. And I told him, and he said, you don't sound like you're from Alabama. I said, not all of us sound like country hicks. I mean. You you can right. still tell, though, for you. Sure. You Thanks. say What? You say, well, I say I mean, y'all and, and all y'all. and. But, I mean, there, there's still a draw there, but it's not – it's not like significant, right? Now, where if I, are you from? <laughs> not this planet. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, not this guy. This Australian dude was reacting to an accent, somebody yeah. that had an accent from every single state, and you know, he he sort of listened to the southern accent from you know. There was an Oklahoma person on there, a Texas person on there, a Florida, a Georgia, an Alabama, a Mississippi, and and his his comment was, "How are these people all from the same country?" And when you think about it, there are tons of accents in the United States. You go from Boston oh, yeah. to Just Washington, to from Boston to New York, and it's really, exactly. really close. Yeah, Boston, New York, Maine, Vermont, New Hampshire, Alabama. Like an Alabama Southern accent is totally different than a South Carolina well, or it's, Texas. It's different in North Alabama and South Alabama. You that's, get some, you can get some of those old school Southern drawl. Or like a Southern love bell. Ba- I love yeah. Boston accents. You love a Boston accent? Yes. Go to the bubbler. <laughs> I don't. Boston. I, I like a Boston accent until you Boston. have to get work. Get out of here. Until you <laughs> have to work with somebody. And that's what he did all the time. Get out of here. Oh, God. That, man. So what's your time? name over there? <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here. So so one time. Go Red Sox. Yeah, that's. Go that's Boston. Big. Go Boston. Go Boston everything. I'm getting water from the bubbler. <laughs> I don't like it's, the Yankees. It's not a why, water Why do you say Yankees? I don't know. It's not a water It's kind of like it's a, a redneck. A redneck Bostonian. Yankees. Yankees. Go Red Sox. I worked with a guy, and uh, he used to always wear khaki pants all the time. So yeah. I held up my car keys and said, hey, Jim, what are these? He goes, khakis. I said, <laughs> pointed at my, my khakis and said, what are these? He goes, khakis. I said, khakis? Khakis. Khakis? Khakis. Like you couldn't distinguish the yeah, difference the between difference. the either one. Like, he started laughing, but he's, he's always like a good sport about it. My family it. from Missouri, they're like a crossbreed from, you know. Midwest um, and South. Oh, yeah. 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 And you know they're what they call coke, you know pop. See, I can't stand. I that. can't. Uh, uh-uh. uh. But see, I can't I, stand that. I got a cousin that does that in, in Florida, and I can't stand it. Do you want some pop? No, it's a soda or a coke. It's not even a soda. It's yeah. not even a soda. Every yeah. look, look. If want you want to know what what it's like to be soda? in Alabama, <laughs> I really could go for a soda, a soda pop. Um, if you really want to know about where we're from, here here's the best way to really roll it all up into a ball. If you go to your local eating establishment and they come up to you and say, Hello, sweetie, what would you like to drink? The number one answer is probably going to be sweet tea. But, yes, yes. But the number two answer is going to be Coke. Now, it could be a 7-Up. It could be a Pepsi. It could be a Coke. It could be a Sprite. It could be a Mr. Pibb. It could be a Dr. Pepper. It could be anything. But the number two answer, more than likely, is going to be Coke. And then the next question is going to be, what kind of Coke do you want? Exactly. Yes. I can't tell you how many times. And so I had a friend from Texas. He was from Fort Worth. And he moved. 
he and I were roommates my first year at Auburn, and, and that was one of the big things that he had to get adjusted to was, okay, y'all don't say soda. Y'all say Coke. Yep. It's And first, he didn't say y'all. He said you all. But he said, right. you all say c- Coke. And then it's like, okay, you could be talking about Pepsi, Coke, Coca-Cola, Mountain Dew, Sprite, Diet Coke. It, it, just because you say Coke, it doesn't necessarily mean you're talking about Coca-Cola. Right. But then Pepsi okay? No. Yeah. If yeah. Pepsi was okay, I would have said stinking Pepsi, lady. Yeah. I, I've done that and I was almost asked to leave an establishment one time. But anyway. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's a story in itself. See, I... I'm not a I'm not a big like when I in the little traveling that I've done around the country people have mentioned my accent before and I I do realize that I have a thick southern accent my drawl is very thick I was sitting in class in Auburn one time I think I've told this story on the podcast and a girl looked over at me and said where are you from and I said I'm from here she said like oh my gosh you must be from the middle of nowhere of course, she was from she was from again Dallas Fort Worth. She was from Texas, sorority girl, who decided she wanted to she see what good. Auburn was all about. You know, right. but um, no, I, I mean, I, I do realize that our accent is very thick. I think your accent, out of the three of ours, Clint, is the least southern. Yeah, something wrong with him. <laughs> well, I mean that I that put my finger on it. That is that is a possibility. <laughs> I always knew something wrong about you, boy. But like you know. Look, when I need to turn it on, I can turn it on. But when I, I need know. to turn it off, I can turn it off as well. So that's what distinguishes me. Do you know what I do when I have to turn it off? I, I think it's because of who Clint hung out with in school. Oh, who'd you hang out with? I don't know. Clint? Who did I hang out with in school? Well, I was, I was thinking of different people. Like, would you say Justin has a southern draw to it? <laughs> and Hammy? Hammy does. Hammy does, yeah. Hammy does. <clears throat> Hammy definitely has one. Hammy hates the way he talks. He he even said it like early episodes of podcasts. Like I, I'm gonna, I'll, I will never listen to another episode of our own podcast. He said because I hate the way I talk. So, yeah. So I don't really I, like Casey. Didn't talk, used to Casey. Casey does now. I believe. I think Casey's gotten. Casey used to always tell me I had to slow down when I talked to him, and I think that's where a lot of that came from. Yeah. Because Casey's not from here, right? No, he is. No, he oh, is. he is? He is. Oh. But, but he spent a lot he of time out in Texas. Okay. Back and forth, yeah. Back gotcha. and forth, yeah. Gotcha. And then now he's in the Huntsville area, so, you know, he's a Yankee now. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> For those of you that don't know the dynamics of Alabama geography, most Alabamians outside of Huntsville don't consider Huntsville to be a part of the state of Alabama. <laughs> Just like we don't consider Florida to be part of the South, usually. Well, we don't, especially the southern half of Florida. The yeah. Panhandle, possibly. Panhandle, I mean, sure. You can make an argument, but you go south of, like, Tallahassee. Yeah. Well, not really Tallahassee. You go south of uh, Gainesville. Yeah, Gainesville. And it's really hard to make that argument. Daytona's kind of on that line a little yeah. bit. You go past Orlando, you're not in the South. No, right. no. Orlando South, you're definitely Tampa. Orlando South, you're not. Yeah, that you're half, not in the that South. Half of that that yeah. area down there yeah. for real. Yeah. So did we cover? You know, we didn't even talk about like we didn't. I didn't. I didn't like, mention anything about mine. Yeah. What What do you pick well, up? Well, I don't know. You said you had something. Oh, accents. Uh, accents. That was. Oh, that and was then we thing. went on the top, the 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 rabbit hole of the whole pig trail. accent. Yeah, pig trail. Pig trail crossover. Um. I don't remember. Go. What, what do you got, Brandon? I forgot what I was going to say. I didn't get mine, did I? What did you say? Mine? I don't know. This, you can tell we really listen to each other. Yeah, right. You said something about, um, I don't know. 
Yeah, really remind not. us what is yours. I mean, I, uh, because you you kind of spawned off into as you got older, you got wiser, so it was easier for you to pick up on things, which is yeah. You were just I was I guess saying you were general, just yes, general. I was yeah. getting older, pick up on that. I, I was asking, do we pick up on people more? Like yeah, and that spawned off into accents somewhere. Right. Like, yeah. I love you guys. Um, mine. Well, one way streets everywhere. Yeah. So the the thing that is usually pretty easy for me, and and really it's because of work. Uh, is is things that are like in a procedural form, procedural form. Um, if like, it's step by step, yeah. written down, you know, here's your why, and then later, you know, and, and I, I reference a lot of code book stuff because that's the sort of business I'm in. Um, you know, we start re- referencing code. It goes from one spot to another spot to another spot, and there's yeah. a lot of, you know, ifs and shalls and must and, and, and will be and, you know, if ands and buts, you know all that kind of stuff. It comes comes with it. I'm usually pretty good with my hands too, like building some stuff. Um, you know, usually, you know, if you have to take something apart, put it together, I'm usually pretty good with that. Small small engine stuff, I'm pretty good at. You know, if it gets too too deep, I'm not. I could probably do it, but I wouldn't advertise that I could probably do it. I'll tell you one, it and woodworking. We kind of covered that. I do enjoy woodworking, yeah. so. I don't make. The, I don't want to seem this to say this in a bad way. Oh well, but, here we go. Um, so I've, I've been, you know, for the most part on this podcast, everybody knows I I cut grass for a living, and so you get to experience um, a lot of people who with different personalities, but oh, with yeah. some of the same kind of traits, and others who are just completely off the grid type stuff. Um, but I've, as I've gotten older, like when I was younger, when it, first getting into the business, I'll do anything, whatever yard, um, whatever you're, you're hungry. Yeah. You're breaking right. into I'm, I'm, it. I'm, yeah. yeah. But now you can be more selective. Yes. And especially for the people who I work for, um, <laughs> because, uh, there's some crazy people out there, folks. Um, who wants you to do certain things that just like that? I just look. I will not pick weeds <laughs> ever again. Hey. I, will, I just will not do them things. Hey, and why are you here? Will you clean up my pool? Why though? What's like why? What's your big anti-weed? Because he's not, it's not just that. You get a lot of people who are real. You get. That one person who's just picky about oh, everything. Oh, okay, gotcha. You cannot satisfy what they what they want you to do. Yeah. So. And so that's that is why I got out of the wedding business, the wedding oh, videography yeah, business. There's no way. Well, yeah. And and it's ironic because I had never had a bad experience until one until the last one that I had, I had already made up my mind. Like I'm getting out, I'm done, and on my last wedding, I had this bad experience. Well, technically, it wasn't my last wedding, but it was the last wedding that I had booked, and and I'm not going to talk about it too much because the, the family is 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 sort of close uh, close to me, but which made find, it even worse. But pause that. Yeah. Do y'all find that to be the case too? Like you ask people to do stuff for you, but the better you know them, the worse it is, or do you think the better you know them, the better it is? Case in point, because they knew you. They could get a little more out of you. They yeah, could, they could make it a little more personalized. Yeah, 
versus if they don't know you, said, yeah, okay, I guess that's good enough. I, I think, and don't I, take that the wrong. I'm just, I'm just asking because there's some people I know that will take advantage of another person, whether exactly. they know them or whether they don't. And there's some that will really take advantage of them if you do know them. Well, here's Brandon the thing: Farmer is one of those people. I just playing. Yeah, I took, <laughs> I took, I took this, this position on this project because this was the only COVID wedding that I did, Ugh. where. They decided to relocate the ceremony, not have a reception, have limited amount of people there, blah, 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 blah. And as a result, it wasn't... As extravagant. Exactly. Yeah. And, and the bride was not happy with the final product. And I said... Pull those expectations down. Honey. Exactly. I'm like, the, I can't... You know, I don't have a multi-million like dollar exactly. I don't have a multi-million dollar visual effects budget where I can re- replace the, the swing set in the background. You know... You chose to have your wedding with these people at this location at this time. Right. I cannot change that. I can't help now, that, your, that your trailer's in the background. Exactly. And and by the way, y'all, it was the cheapest wedding I'd done. Like, that was the least I had been paid to ever do a wedding. So I know how it is because she was so nitpicky been. about what she wanted. The bride was. I'm like, look, this is what I've got. If you want the raw footage, you can pay somebody else to edit it. And so that's what ended up happening. She... I gave her all the raw footage, and I just went on my merry way, and I said, okay, I'm wiping my hands of this. I'm done. I'm going on, and I'm never doing this And, and people will. People will hire yeah. somebody else. Yeah. And and guess what? I saw that video. I was going to ask if you if you got to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Same that's, thing with grass cutting. You yeah. You get somebody else on a cheaper deal. or Well, you get what you pay for. I've learned that. That's true. Hard that way. is very yeah. true. Um, yeah, so – yeah. Um, Why are you pulling up Family Guy memes? Because I want hilarious. you to laugh. <laughs> well, you're getting it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what this. I don't know. I don't know. Pepperidge Farm remembers. Urns <laughs> <laughs> are for the rich. Bags are for the farm. <laughs> That's funny. Uh. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. Just. I learned that very early uh, whenever Carrie and I, my wife and I, uh, we were still seeing each other, dating at the time, and uh, we decided to take a trip to the beach. And I told her, I said, hey, this is the price range I want to stay in. Well, that price range wasn't what it probably should have been, and it was a bad experience. And I just told her, I said, I don't care what it costs from now on, it better not be that place again. Have y'all ever stayed in an Airbnb? No, never will. Oh, why? Ooh, whoa, okay. Why? I'm not staying in some fired. stranger's house. Okay, for okay. No, 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 no. Most of the this time, this is funny that, because that could be a murder here. <laughs> that, that could be a murder. Most what, of what the time, that's not the case, though. Most of the time, you're not staying in somebody's like you're not staying in a spare bedroom. Most of the time, most staying of the time, in a hole so, in somebody's basement. So, give me a percentage of sixty percent of the Airbnbs out there are are a separate facility from somebody's home. Yeah. And like okay. 10 to 15% like are standalone kind of facilities. No. No. Uh, one of the guys that I that I work with uh, who has a YouTube fishing uh, channel, he goes down to the Gulf a lot and fishes, and he does a lot of the Airbnbs. And he's had he's had some bad experiences. Not not terrible, yeah. but he's had some really good experiences. So you've just stayed at one, hadn't you, Nick? I've, I have stayed in two. Two? One being my, Charleston, right? My, yes. My the best experience was in Charleston, South Carolina, and I stayed. It was an old sort of a property that had multiple buildings on site, and it so there was the the main house, 
there was the kitchen house, and then there was the slave quarters. That's how old this house was. And what was they current. okay? <laughs> what, no, no. <laughs> you gonna stay here? You gonna do this for us? <laughs> and so the owners did not live on site. They well, I take that back. One of the owners did not live on site. She lived in an apartment a couple of miles away, and then the other guy lived on site with his family, his wife and two daughters. Okay. And then the kitchen house, they had separated the, the it was a two-story old house built in the 1800s, built in the, in the 19th century. They had basically separated the top floor and the bottom floor and created two Airbnbs, two mm-hmm. separate Airbnbs. Same thing with the slave quarters. The, how, the slave house was two stories and they had separated the bottom from the top so somebody could rent out the bottom or rent out the top well we rented out the top well the top had three bedrooms it was basically a full apartment three bedrooms a kitchen a living room three baths washer dryer dishwasher everything everything everything, right well we only rented one room myself and a friend of mine and so they locked the other two bedrooms we had access to everything else there were people staying below us they were on their uh, it was a celebrating their 40th wedding anniversary or something. And then there was somebody else, two other couples staying in the kitchen house, one on the top floor, one on the bottom floor. And I feel like that's how most Airbnbs are. They're separate facilities outside well, of the home. I would say you've always had that yeah. in some sense. But even yeah, before Airbnb, yeah, even before that came along, you still had that. People did that. It's almost like a hostel. Yeah. But but you're not going into like the owner's personal That's space. where I believe though the Airbnb has really truly been presented though is where people can use their homes for you to come inside. But isn't that a tra- just a traditional bed and breakfast though? I mean, is the Airbnb no. it, what makes it an Airbnb? The fact that you can rent it Online? via their platform? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, being your home. Okay. It's your house. Okay. I mean, that's that's I just, fair. I, I mean, I, I've heard of like in-law suites and stuff like in the basement. Maybe people renting them out or you well, yeah. know over over garage stuff. But sure. I don't know. I still wouldn't. I, just, I can't do it. <laughs> I'm sorry, Nick. Well, I mean, I that's. Mean, I don't mean to. I mean to each their own. I mean, if if it's something that. I don't know. I mean, if it's kind of a destination place, then maybe. I mean, I wouldn't have an issue with it. I don't know if I'd take the whole family there. It was a beautiful place. I'm gonna see if I can find it. I'm gonna see if I can find the. The Airbnb, and I and I want you to honestly tell me if you'd stay here, okay, okay. Because fun fact, I'm going to go back. Well, that, but I'm also going to start my own Airbnb. So you oh, know, that's why I said that was kind of an inside thing there. Okay, what is this episode about? I, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we're learning as we go. Yeah, we go. we're. It's sort of evolving. Okay, let's just say it's kind of episode of learning. We're on. I don't know. We'll check out. Yeah, somewhere in there. So as we just search, watch Nick. Something went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Airbnb's down. Okay, Airbnb so, crashed the site. Good job. Buddy. But anyway, so it was a great. It was a great experience. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I mean, why are we talking about Airbnbs? I don't know. We just we got on the subject. I don't know why. So is is Airbnb some okay? All right, leading to my next question. So what are more what are, what are, what are more things you want to learn about going forward? So the Airbnb is one of them. You kind of want to learn and kind of want to get into and and make a business? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I feel like I've always been sort of business-oriented. Entrepreneur. Yes. 
I wouldn't call myself an entrepreneur because I, I always asso- I always associate that with somebody that has innovated a business or innovated a part of a business. I wouldn't say I'm innovating a business. I would say more I'm just trying to become a business owner. A a here's my goal, right? Is and this is going to sound so cheesy because well, see, I don't think of an entrepreneur it, but, like that. I think an entrepreneur is just a businessman. I mean, okay. Well, then if that's your definition, then that is okay, what I want yeah. to be. I want to be an entrepreneur. You know, I, multiple, I want to secure irons. financial independence. And sure. what I mean by that is I want to wake up every day and not necessarily have to go clock in somewhere sure. to earn my income. Sure. To secure my family's, I guess, Way economic stability. Yeah. Right. And, and to, I guess to secure their lifestyle. Right. I want to be able to say, okay, I own my means of lifestyle. Yeah, you just I don't want to sit on a board of directors somewhere and run it. Exactly. Like I want to hey, build my, it up. my money. Here it is. Yes. I built this corporate empire of, yes. of, of Nick Wilson Incorporated. Yes. And that's my job. And it's I'm going to actually back. have anything to yes. do with any of it, but my money's in it. We're running it. And if I don't like what's going on, I can step in. Exactly. And if everything's going well, I'm going to stay my butt here on the river. And I mean, that's just or sort of or the beach. And I'm not saying I'd ever get out, get out of education because in the business that that I would that my business partner and I plan on getting into, it's going to be something that will during the winter and the fall and the spring it'll sort of allow us to focus on education. Where in the summer when we are off, our our focus can be more so on the business itself but regardless like that's that's sort of what i want to i guess if you bring it back to what we talked about originally that's something that i feel like i'm always i I can easily pick up on our business the business side of stuff i love marketing and i love social media and i love branding and organization and all that stuff so that's sort of what i'm headed towards right now that's like where i'm i'm moving where i want i want to learn about that i want to learn about being a business owner you're a business owner yeah. You're a business owner. Your dad's a business owner. Mm-hmm. You know, so I am not. <laughs> I just want so, to throw that out. So, Clint is not three, three generations of business owner. Yeah. in the, in the uh, farmer side, your grandfather, your father, and now you. And yeah. and fun fact: none of my family on either side of mom's family, dad's family, have ever been business owners. They've always worked for somebody else. Right. And I so think that's probably true. Not a bad thing. To have to work for somebody else it can be a good thing too. Yeah. Well, if you're it, usually if you're a small business owner, you need somebody that works for the government, so you've got good insurance. <laughs> yeah. You know, but um, I don't know. That's sort of that's sort of what's happening now is yeah. that. Well, good luck. Yeah. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I don't know. Airbnb. Check how, us out. <laughs> how how long before y'all's Vision gets midsummer of this coming year. Midsummer twenty twenty one. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So. Rocks are rolling. Yeah. Along with the Bronco, baby. Well, the Bronco's been put on hold. <laughs> I was gonna say Bronco got put on the back seat when it's become a thing. Yeah, the I'm Bronco's sure. been put on hold because the Bronco isn't necessarily an asset, more so a liability. So I'd rather invest in an in an asset now so that eventually I can buy the Bronco that I want. Yeah. So, you know. Okay. It's 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 one of those deals where, you know, you want it, you want it, you want it, but you got you to gotta play it smart. I mean, that's just like my, you know, when COVID hit back in February, really, really started hitting and the market started tanking. February, March, April. 
I pretty much lick, tried to liquidate as many assets as I had and in, <laughs> oh, invest in the and, stock in, market and I invested it when everything was exactly and guys I'm I mean I'm up yeah I'm up right now yeah. you know now the market took a took a hit it's taken a hit the past couple of days but yeah. um I mean you know the Dow's been hovering around 30,000 so that's been that's been nice oh yeah Clint, what do you want to learn more about going forward? I want to learn more about hmm. sliced bread. <laughs> it's bread. It's sliced. It's done. Um, I think I want to learn more about how to be a better mentor to kids. Um, and, and I say that given the the fact that. What? No. Yeah, thanks for making me look good. Appreciate that. <laughs> Appreciate that. You selfish. I'm the I'm the guy. I'm the guy. Money. I'm the guy in the education business. I'm in the kid business, mentoring kid business, and you say that. No, and, no, no. Yeah. I, th- this is what I mean. Um, and, and he may listen to this one day. I don't know. Maze is twelve, thirteen. You know, going your, on thirteen. Your son. He yes, my son Maze. He uh is is kind of going through that you know kind of weird pubescent stage and and kind of you know in between you know that's why i call him a tween he's he's in between everything right now and you know there's i mean i'm a hard parent i know i am um and there's that fine line with me personally where i can be your buddy or i can be your dad and he and i have had talks like that about you know i'm gonna make this decision i'm making this decision as your dad don't get mad at me for it you know, or and you know, maybe I let him stay up and play Xbox one night, that kind of thing, and you know, be a buddy. I just make sure you know, you get plenty of sleep, kind of thing. So, you know, there, there's that. But being with with the youth sports over the past couple of years, I've developed some relationships with these kids where they come up to me and talk to me, and it means it means a lot to me. Now that I'm getting into the high school side of things, I don't know these kids as well, but this is more of an opportunity to help shape and mold their lives in a way that. I've never really experienced, and I know I know it's cheesy, and it sounds just really, hey, that doesn't sound like Clint, but I, I really do mean that. I want to build those relationships. Um, you know, you get to do it on a day in and day out basis as a teacher and as a coach. Well, this is my first time, especially with this group of kids. There's a couple that I know, um, but not not as well as I'm going to, and I'm I'm really looking forward to that side of it. You know, them. Uh, I, I don't think kids these days really understand how the real world works. I think a lot of them have been sheltered. And, and if I can bring just a little bit of that realism to them to maybe help them, you know, accomplish things in the future or really realize how things really go in the future, I th- that's what I'm really looking forward to. And I hope I can – because I'm, I'm rough around the edges. Y'all, y'all know that as well as anybody else. I mean, I just hope I can portray that to them, you know, in, in a fitting way. Let me get y'all's opinion on this because both of you are parents and I'm not. I feel like both as somebody that was a, a teenager, but now as somebody that is in a position of, of, of mentorship for a lot of adolescents, that there will always be a point in a child's life where they, not that they don't want to, not that they don't feel comfortable to, but where they look, they start to look for guidance, life guidance outside of their parents. Exactly. And I feel like it's important for a child to look elsewhere other than his or her guardian or parent. Yeah. Not that it's not that they completely need to abandon their parents, but I feel like developing those 
outside mentor relationships is a good thing, which both of y'all are coaches too. I know y'all understand that, but I don't know. That's just my – Well, like whenever I was in my 20s, I would have killed for somebody in their 30s to say, hey, this is what you're going to be going through. This is how you need to handle it. Not just my parents saying, I mean, you know, that was 25 years ago. Things have changed, you know. 10 years ago okay i can kind of see that and i've done some of that like we, we'll have some interns come in at work you know college age kids and just they haven't experienced the real world they're kind of getting into it and they're just kind of learning and you know hey this is what you're going through hey i, I thanks because nobody's ever really told me that you know that that goes a long way sometimes yeah same thing <laughs> with kids i mean you know kids yeah <laughs> <laughs> kids at this age you know uh, the younger kids we've dealt with you know they're getting ready to go through that kind of tween stage um because that's the, the the age group that I've been with most recently but then you know you kind of get to that teenager stage when you know you can be that fun dad you know again but that kind of in between is like you've got to really put your foot down and then you're not so fun and now I don't want anything to do with you so that's kind of not necessarily where we're going but or where we're at but I could see it going there cuz I'm going to have to break my foot off in somebody's hind end before it's over with. Is there a difference between being a dad and being a coach, Brandon? <clears throat> What's the line like there? Cuz I know Clint goes through this too, but you have four kids. <laughs> you know, you've got to do it four times. Uh, uh there's yeah, there's a difference, but then there I think there's a lot of stuff that you do as a coach, as far as disciplinary stuff, goes into being dad too. Yeah. Um, but then you have to, you have to, you have to separate the coach and, and be dad. Yeah. And like you said, like Clint was talking about having, having fun with the kids and stuff and doing, doing dad things. So, um, coach, you know, coach is gone until coach gets back on the court, on the field, or whatever. For the time being. Yeah, I've had to have that so. discussion with, with mine and say, look, when I'm coach, I'm coach. When I'm dad, I'm dad. And you'll know the difference because one's going to ride you a lot harder and one's going to expect a lot more out of you. And then your coach is going to arrive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but, no, we've, we've had to have that talk before. And, you know, it's going back to kind of what you were saying, you know, I can see it in mine where, you know, Brandon has coached Mays in basketball for years now, and I've always helped. Well, last year, Mays' last year of youth basketball, I coached him. And I'm not saying that it was a bad experience, but you could tell that he didn't want to listen to me as much as he would have somebody else. And and, and that's probably true with a lot of parents who coach. You know, hey, you know, I can get away with this because I know it's my dad kind of thing, or – I have to listen to you all the time. I'm not going to listen to you right now, kind of thing. So I just, I just want to know: is it hard for y'all as parents to realize that your kids will eventually seek somebody else's advice over yours? It's, it's hard, but at the same time, you kind of almost want to push them in a direction of who. And, yeah. And what I mean by that is, okay, you don't kind of need to hang around that kid. You don't, you don't want a drug dealer. Kid. Let's give him some advice, right? Right, so I mean, you you, you want to kind of be selective in who they hang out with because that's going to be the kind of people that they're going to be around to get that kind of advice from. Yeah. So to answer your question in a, in a nutshell, yes. Uh, that's that's a tough one. Eventually, I mean, yeah, I take somebody else's advice, but I think they go. They're going to eventually. Um, 
going to remember what you say and yeah. what you tell them, and they're going to go back. That's going to be their route they go back to. Yeah, there's there's life um, lessons that it, that I went through, you know, with with my parents that I thought at the time I was like, whatever, you're old, you don't know anything, it's different now. And then you go back and say, like, wow, they were right the whole entire time. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying. <laughs> a three-man show is not going to work. <laughs> what no, it, go what, ahead, Brandon. Well, I'm sorry. I, no. I mean, that's what I was saying. So, I mean, it's, that's the basic root of it. I think our we instill in our kids they're always going to listen and, and and know what we tell them. And uh, eventually that's what they end up going back to. Um, and then sometimes not in other cases, yeah, where they don't. That's not what they go back to because they just everybody's different, man. Everybody's got different stuff they, that they do, and a lot of people like Nick Wilson take their own advice and do their own thing. <laughs> what does that mean? Okay, let's dissect that for a moment. So anyway, Brandon, what, what does is, that, what is that mean, thing Brandon? That you work on, Brandon. You know, you're roughly ten to twelve feet away from me right now, right? Social distancing. Let's, yeah, we're social distancing. What the crap does that mean? Nothing. I, that's pick, a good thing. He's I was picking a, a joke at you. Uh, that's a good anything. thing. But, hey, look, there's always a grain of truth to that every means, joke. That means Nick Wilson is one of a kind. He's got a lot of – You know, I, I really want to analyze that, too. What does that mean? Like, <laughs> you know, are you calling me weird? Are you calling no, me no, I'm, I'm narcissistic? Calling you, no, you're very intelligent person now you're just trying to butter me up because no, you're backtracking on what you were what saying this reminds me of do y'all no, remember animaniacs from back in the day absolutely the good feathers i think the one you guy i think nick wilson compliment. i think and the other guy's like what is that supposed to mean i think nick wilson is the kind of person who feeds off everybody and then kind of takes his own thing and just kind of does what he wants to with it well that's what everybody does that's what that's what coaching is. No, you take a little bit of everything you learn and you mash do. it all together you and call it yours. I'm saying I'm talking about like, um, as far as decisions are being made and, um, just being that that I'm persona very independent, of you, very independent. I would yeah. like to think that I'm a very independent person. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yes. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I surround myself with, you know, it's sort of like what Franklin Delano Roosevelt did when he was the president. He surrounded himself with both Republicans and Democrats because he wanted to see all sides of the situation and therefore make the best judgment, not based on pure politics, but based on how is this going to affect just people? Because at the end of the day, it is going to affect people. And I feel like I'm the same way. I want to try to get some perspectives. But also in my mind, it's I'm always constantly at battle with my own ego. Because you always think you know what's best. And after you've sat on a decision for a while, you go back and you know, yeah, no, I didn't know what was best. Yeah, because right. I didn't have all the information and all the perspectives available to me. Like, I know there are decisions that we've all made in our life that... If we had it to do over again, we'd do it over again. But then there are also decisions that if we had to do over again, we'd probably do the exact same thing we did in the first place. It's just a matter of, I don't know, it's it's a matter of... Maybe that was the plan the entire time. To bum, learn that. Bum, to, bum. To, <laughs> to learn that situation and whatever yeah. we made. Yeah. Maybe we're better off for it because we made that decision. Well, I don't know. I mean, like, I guess we really haven't asked you this question. What What are you trying to learn? Whether it's whether it's based on something that, whether it's based on something that you've made a mistake from in the past or that you haven't tried yet, because I mean, Clint and I have pretty much 
answered that question, but you haven't. He's trying to learn how to talk British. Y'all, an- y'all answer that question? Well, I feel like we both did, yeah. Okay. Did you not think we did? What was your answer again? Airbnb and mentorship. Yeah. There. It, I, remember, I made a whole big deal about him yeah, making I, me look I bad. I would say uh, the mentorship uh, will kind of be in the same kind of genre what Clint was talking about. Hey, don't steal mine. I'm not stealing it. <laughs> I'm not stealing it. I'm not stealing it at all. Um, I don't like these chairs. <laughs> you just roll With the stuff the I do with the youth, I'm trying to learn, like, how to direct and run uh, the youth league stuff that we're doing. And maybe some something in the future for me as far as running parks and directing type stuff. So let, let me – let me ask you a question because okay. I've I've sort of struggled with something that I think you're experiencing doing that. You're the leader of an organization, right? You're the leader of you're you're a leader in an organization, sure. right? You yes. have a lot of responsibility yes. and a lot of decision making authority. Yes. Okay. How hard is it for you to delegate? and pass along some of that responsibility and authority to other people below you? Uh, depends who who wants to be right there with you the entire time. Yeah, that's the thing. you got to find the right person that wants to do it, that wants to help you do it. So if you if you have them, people right there and learning at the same time with you, uh, I, I would assume it makes it a lot easier to pass some things down to. But if you don't, I'm not saying any person can step up there and, 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 and step up because I did it. I stepped up to the plate or whatever and just trying to – do what I can, but also learning at the same time. Um, makes it easier. If you don't, depends on what kind of, like, I would say Nick, Clint, myself, I think we're them kind of people who already has something in the makes of that, moving in, in that position already, and I think it comes kind of natural to us. But with other people, I don't know if it comes as natural, depending on what what field or what you did in your past. So, um, well, the big thing for me on that is trust. I mean, you, exactly, you, can't, yeah. you can't necessarily just trust just anybody. You have to that trust has got to be built up and it's got to be earned. And you know, but but here's the thing too: if I ask, some, if I try to delegate something to someone to help me out, I want that person to also understand that I can do it. And I will do it, and I have done that that job or that task or or whatever. Um, but I trust you enough. You know, you, you got to look at it not just oh, go do this task because that's what you want me to do. You got to look at it as oh, he trusts me enough to do this task. You know, and and to know also, hey, he didn't have to delegate that to me. This is a big responsibility. So I mean. Go take the garbage out. Yeah, it sounds like taking the garbage out, but if yeah. I can trust you to take the garbage out, then maybe I can trust you a little bit more as we go. I, I, I find it very hard because I'm a, I'm a very visionary person. That's not the right way. I'm a very – I have a vision, okay? When I take on a project or when I take on something, I have a vision. The room that we're sitting in, I had a vision, now, the vision changes, but the problem for me has always been bringing people on board that have a similar vision or have the capability to at least have a vision. Sure. And I struggle with entrusting people with my vision because 
It's your, your vision. It's your vision, it's but, you, vision. but you also have to realize that people aren't going to have the same vision as you. Right. Sometimes their vision is going to be better than your vision. But you don't entrust those people with the, with the vision that you have. You entrust them with the task to get to the vision. Yeah, but if they don't share the same or similar vision that you have, not they're they're working they're working towards something different than you are. You know, I feel like you have to at least have a game plan and you're on the same page if if they're going to come in and work with you. For instance, if the goal for what we're doing here with the podcast, if our goal is to become incredibly rich YouTubers, if my goal YouTube. <laughs> if my yeah, exactly. If my goal is to become an incredibly rich YouTuber, but y'all's goal is to become an incredibly wealthy podcaster, then we're going to want to do this podcast very differently. Right. Right? Our visions are different. Sure. Therefore, the things that we're responsible for are going to have different outcomes and results based on our vision. So I think that you sort of have to entrust somebody with your vision, but they also have to be somewhat on the same page. And that's hard because you have to find somebody that's sort of similar but also different to bring on a new perspective to, to keep things in check for you. I think you. we're in agreement on what, what we're trying to say, but I think that we're saying our it outlook, yes, I think we're saying it differently. So Which if you want to have a successful company, everybody knows that you're going to, have to, at some point or another, provide some sort of great customer service. I mean, mm-hmm. okay, you want to trust that person give you great customer service, regardless of what their vision of the company is. And that's kind of where I was coming from. Like everybody wants a company to do great, but you're the one that has the vision. You got to put those people in the place to make the company to your vision. Absolutely, trust and so, responsibility is right. a huge part. Trust and responsibility yeah. is what it all boils back down to. So. Exactly. Like if you've got if you've got a team member that that doesn't put the time in to make it work, it's hard to justify keeping them on board. You know. He keeps looking at me like I'm about to get fired from my two episodes in podcast. <laughs> so I'm no, no, but I'm just saying it's 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 really you, you got to go all in on something like that, yeah. and that's with anything you do. Exactly, yeah, any, any teamwork, organizational thing. And I know you being sort of in charge of the youth. I don't know, like, have have you have you had to reel in your trust in some people at any point? Uh, maybe. Have you ever thought to yourself, maybe I put too much on them? No, I think I think it's it's reversed with me. They've had to put their their uh, some other people had to put their trust in me. So, um, <laughs> anyway, sorry, I just drooled all over. <laughs> Like literally all over myself. So, <laughs> and I know you've had people like that, Nick, that who have, because you have the vision. Yeah. They've, they've allowed you to take that vision. They've trusted you with it to kind of move forward with it. Even though they may have been, they were in that position to, to do it also. And they got that top spot, but they, they said, Nick Wilson, you take it. You got the vision of it. I'll, I'll run with you with it. You know, type thing. Yeah. So, I think other people have trusted me, have taken it, and been like, "Hey, you take it, you move it forward. I'm right there behind you when you need uh, backup." So go do it. 
I'll be support successful. you in every yeah. way. Yeah. Well, it's multiple paths the same direction. Like yeah. you, we want the same thing. You have a different path than I do of getting there. You go do it. Yeah. Just make sure that the that the end result is the same same thing. We want the same. Well, thing. no. Well, in a sense, but they have. I feel like they they think that you or Nick or me have a. Um, I don't. Know, I don't want to make it seem like I'm have a better vision is that make, i mean I, i'm trying to put it not so straightforward but well sometimes the better vision is why you're in the in the position though i mean the way is life is your idea a bad idea no but if somebody's idea is a better idea then that's it yeah and if your your vision or your idea is a better idea then then obviously it's the right which one because it's which the is one a, getting done which just shows you how humble some of the other people who are in who are in position they let you do that yeah yeah you know, well, so, um, so uh, anyway. you know, we we gotta we gotta sort of wrap this up and talk about our recommendations. I, I was gonna say before we wrap it up completely, I think I found out what this episode's about because it kind of all come in full circle. We're talking about trusting people. What being, are you talking about? That's how we wrote the episode. That's how we planned this. I was not part of that production meeting. I'm sorry. Neither were we. But that's that's <laughs> how we wrote it. Anyway, it all come full circle. Everything we ended up talking about, yeah. it actually all come full circle. So, hey, good job, guys. Great. That's, that's appreciate. Honestly, that's usually how we do this. Well, I'm going to see right in. <laughs> uh, so, recommendations. Well, what, Brandon, do you have yours pulled Why up? Why do you go to me every time? Because I actually want to see. Because like, you're going to need you... the most time. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brandon, what do you got? Um, do you actually have something? Yeah, we went to one. We went to something last night. It was pretty cool. Uh, I would recommend it, but the problem is I don't know if they're doing it <laughs> through through the up January until, <laughs> up until Christmas. I, yeah. I don't know if they're doing it, and I don't think I don't think they are. So this will be good for people so next year. Yeah. So we you, went to a church last night. And had a live nativity scene. Oh, that's cool. So they kind of you went from station to station. And they had a speaker set up at each one and kind of told the story yeah. as you went and live animals and everything. So Camels? Uh didn't have no camels. Oh, they we had we yeah. had donkeys and so does Nick Wilson. <laughs> yeah, I drool. <laughs> they had donkeys? They had donkeys. They had wow. mini horses. Was Joseph there? Uh Joseph was there. So Joseph, was Mary. Mary. So Mary kinda hung out. The three wise men or the eight, however many there were. Yeah. How many were there? It was five. Five. Three? Three uh, was. I think there were only three. But yeah, there was and three. And then uh, Tig Nataro, was she there? That's a reference to a family guy joke. Yeah, I'll show you. I was, you about, I was, about, to say, I was like, what? So, uh, you know, I've been to a couple of those. Actually, there was five, Clint. Okay. I don't know. What, he put up three, but I, I know I know what you're. I've been to a couple of those, and they're really actually, they're very cool. It's, it's nice to sort of watch it like, almost like. This is really kind of how this could have played out. Yeah. 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 Maybe. I, also I can't help but think of a nativity scene in Boston, how how awesome that would be for Brandon. That would be great. <laughs> Are you talking about hey, the baby Jesus? <laughs> the comedy. The comedy would be brilliant. <laughs> yeah. A Catholic Boston nativity scene. <laughs> so if you've never been. Right. We've kind of taken. There's no room in the end. <laughs> We've kind of taken the TV stuff and we've just kind of shoved it in the ground. Okay. I'm but, sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. 
Oh, Clint. Ground. I'm sorry. Clint, what you got? I've got two, actually. Okay. Okay, the first one. No, you only get one. I'm oh. sorry to give him one earlier, so does this one not count, too? <laughs> Dang. So, and salty. So, a lot of people have probably seen it. This this is a TV show. It's on Hulu. They have revived Animaniacs. I mentioned it earlier. Yeah. It's what, me th- what made me thought about it, think about it. Um, so... I think it's 11 episodes, maybe 13 episodes. We've watched them all. Uh, it's, it's pretty good. It's very nostalgic. Probably a little too political or a little more political than what I remember it. Uh, some of them are funny. Some of them are just kind of, you know, you pull your pull your collar and go, Ugh, that's probably a little too far. But it, it's 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 a fun show uh, for, for our age people. Uh, and the other... Is food, <laughs> so uh, we, we've hit uh, both check boxes there. Um, my wife found a recipe for Little Debbie Christmas tree cake dip. Dip, dip. Is that the? And literally, what you do, you take two boxes of Christmas tree cakes, Holy either the God. white ones or the brown or the chocolate ones, and you. Cube them up, put them in a mixer, take eight ounces of, of cream cheese, put it in, put uh, milk and vanilla extract in it, and you just whip it up. And then you take and you eat it with, like, vanilla wafers. And it's like Dunkaroo, the old Dunkaroo's uh, no icing. Yeah. It's really good. It is incredibly sweet, and you will more than likely lose a foot from diabetes well, immediately that's had, after. That's what we had the other day then. That's exactly what we had, because I was asking, because I never had it before. And I said, what is this right here? But they didn't say they mixed the Christmas trees up with it. They just made it. Um, what kind of dip are they calling it? I, the, the recipe she has had was the Little Debbie Christmas tree cake dip. Okay. So, again, wow. It, it was that awesome. sounds amazing. <laughs> well, there's that plenty sounds... left over. We didn't bring it home. Somebody else took it. We had a uh, family Christmas party this past weekend so that sounds amazing uh it was it was really good carrie let me try some of the dip as she had made it and it was very sweet but it was very good yeah. uh unfortunately when this podcast airs you probably won't be able to find the christmas treat cakes so maybe do it with the valentine's cakes be the exact same well they're thing. already on the shelves so but that's that's true too that's very true. um thank my, you mickey my yes <laughs> my recommendation it has nothing to do with the holidays uh so not that i don't love jesus or christmas trees um, or Little Debbie, but it's a podcast called True Spies by, produced by Spyscape, and it basically talks about real life spy stories that have actually happened. What? You're, you're giving me the timeout. I'm giving you the timeout. I think you've already, I think you've already recommended this. So I recommended it. I think that was the other spy podcast that I listened to entitled, and I can, I can make the recommendation. <laughs> I can I can I can do it. I can do it again. I, I really I'm giving you a hard time. I, I think you did recommend this though. I, I recommended I spy. Uh, this is this is true spies. Okay. Narrated by well, it's had two separate narrators. Hold on, who's it who's the narrator on I spy? Uh Margot Martindale. Uh, okay. And this one is Vanessa well, this season is Vanessa Kirby, the girl that played Princess Margaret on the crown the first two seasons yeah and okay i'll give you a pass uh, keep going and then the girl that played agent carter in the show agent carter she narrated the first season of this anyway so um but really interesting like they 
the most one of the most interesting episodes that I've listened to that I didn't think I would enjoy was actually they weren't really spies. It was a uh, a reporter for the Guardian who exposed phone tapping by a paparazzi newspaper by a tabloid in the United Kingdom. They had figured out a way to hack into celebrities' cell phones and people were reporting them to the police and the police weren't doing anything about it. And so it talks about this, the things that this journalist had to do who worked for the Guardian to finally get something, to finally make the the government, the UK government, do something about this. And it talked about how, com- how Rupert Murdoch's involvement and the complicity with the police department and the news of the world, which was this newspaper, it, it's it's awesome. It's great. Yeah. It's, well, it sounds really, interesting. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. So in, that's my recommendation. Isn't I know that the that the TV like they tax TV over in Britain, mm-hmm. like it's I don't want to say state run, like it's socialist, but it's kind of state run. The TV is the is government's the phone like that. That I don't know. I just know and I wonder if that's maybe why they didn't do anything. It's like, oh, well. well, see, I didn't realize this, but. Rupert Murdoch was set to buy Sky, which is a, it's like the UK's version of HBO. Okay. And Disney. Okay. He was set up to, to, to get ready to buy Sky, which he was then going to turn into to purchasing Disney. And then all this happened, and his empire sort of started, crumbling. started to crumble. Yeah. And it, so like, the effects of this... Is it Murdoch, the Fox guy? Yeah, that's Rupert Murdoch. Yeah, that's the Fox that's News guy. That's funny because, okay. yeah, oh yeah, because he's he's because embro- he's Sky News. I kept thinking that's what you're talking. He's it's, embroiled it's, in stuff now. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's funny because Disney now owns Fox, and he was trying to purchase Disney. That's exactly. And he hilarious. also he also he also I think almost purchased 20th Century Fox. He got. I think he he and yes. Disney got into a bidding war. Yes, and then he pulled out or yeah. something like that. Anyway, uh, he couldn't afford it. Exactly. So it's interesting that that anyway, like that one News of the World deal, that one podcast episode at the end, they were like, yeah, so it's pretty much like changed the world of entertainment and communications and blah yeah. blah, blah blah blah. Anyway, so yeah. following up on that, the the movie, and again, it's very politically motivated. The movie Bombshell yeah. shines a lot of light on that about uh, Murdoch. And Fox News and, and and all that, just how big and vast and powerful he was. Spotlight's a good movie. Yeah. No bombshell. Yeah. So is Spotlight. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. You changed hats on me. I know. Sorry. Let's get out of here. Yep. We gotta you go. Know. Brandon, do it. <laughs> go home. Oh, we still ain't done that yet. Don't forget, you can talk. Or go home. I promise I'll get better on this podcast.